Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Love Lucas, premier independent podcast from the Gatto Institute. We'll be talking about uh, uh, taking a look at Canadian international arts culture and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased, loving perspective. LCG to premier podcast, independent to the Institute Gatto, new new restaurants, so arts culture, differences among Canadian international, improve your perspective, impartial to ghost. It's Tuesday, January 3rd. We're back. And I wanted to get that out of the way as quickly as possible because we have a lot to cover this episode. Well, I don't know. Oh, do we ever? I bet we we crash and burn around thirty two minutes or something like that. That's okay. Thirty two. We'll, we'll, guess. We have backup topics if we need to. Yeah, it's okay. always something in the chamber. But today we are here to engage, hopefully meaningfully, because Chapo Trap House has released their Avatar two take. Our arch nemesis. Our arch nemesis and hopefully, our rivals. Uh, our rivals. <laughs> As they are the whale of the Avatar 2 universe, we are the leech that suckles at their fan bases. I don't know. I think that's kind of generous, even. Curse those scoundrels! (laughs) Those 'er ne'er-dwells! We are the krill that those non-violent whales genocided in that fucking movie sequence, and it bothered me. Inconsistent. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, anyways, that was a joke, but uh, also, we, the three of us, went to see it, and unlike uh, Will, the main reader of Chapo Trap House, we went to see it sober, the three of us, and so we we had to endure it, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure Julian enjoyed it deeply, and I can't get a read on DJ's uh, opinion of the film, but we're here, we're going to slow burn it. I thought we would uh, start with... Uh, you know, back to basics, Avatar 1. What did we all feel was, like, the message of Avatar 1? We all loved Avatar 1, I assume, actually. Let's start there. Yeah. You want, uh, you want to go first, Julian? You want, you want rock, paper, scissors for it? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'll go first. That's probably easy. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. It's a great movie. I think it really sums up 2009 really nicely. Um yeah it rocked all right dj, DJ. <laughs> wow uh how do i whew, how do i come off the uh yeah, that was the back of that hot. yeah um i honestly don't remember it that well well um oh. i i i'm pretty sure i've only watched it twice maybe definitely saw it the first time in theater um geez yeah that's like that's like almost 15 years ago now yeah um I it was it was a good film and you know for the time mind blowing visuals. Oh yeah. But I don't think I loved it. I don't think I was I you know I didn't come out of the theater going wow this was the film of the decade you know. Yeah. I, well, I, I think I there was. I don't know if it was the film of the decade, but it was just such an uh, an independent experience. You know what I mean for me. Uh, Unless you have more to say. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, go ahead. Um, For me, the the film was, uh, like, the only escape uh, and, you know, fantastic reality where you got to pretend to fight back against the vicious corporate, neo-corporate empire that was taking over the world. You got Mm -hmm. to, you know, inhabit the uh, mold of Jake Sully and lead this, like, insurgency with these fantasy natives, right? It was fun, right? 
and uh, for me it came out at a time when i was like 14 right and i had just like started to witness and become aware of things in the world you know i mean like i i remember around that time i stopped believing in god i uh, i had seen someone get their head cut off on the internet somewhere deeply and i remember reading stats about the deaths in iraq and i remember uh-huh. i remember thinking are we the baddies you know that was that kind of time right and uh yeah avatar one came out just as that like and the way it portrays humanity and the way like humanity really should be killed for what it does it it was such an escape that uh you just didn't get anywhere else you know what i mean so avatar one for me like stood out as like an incredible movie like almost in every sequence was it incredible it was it was part of your awakening uh no not part of my awakening awakening at all but like just uh, an incredible moment. Adjacent to it. Yeah, where I could appreciate it as someone who was awokened. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah. I feel pretty woke as fuck if I'm gonna... If I'm gonna attempt to claim that fucking mantle, but whatever. Your, your, that year was the year of your awakening. Well, I still... <laughs> I still worship people at that time, like Chris Hitchens, right? But, like, I was on the path to awakening. Ah. I have no respect for people like that anymore. And I didn't really understand what Avatar was at the time either, right? Mm-hmm. I was just a young buck, but it was it was such an, a, a fantastic escape uh, and such a, like, it felt at the time at least like such a, a way th- that it could be done. You know what I mean? You just go lead this insurgency. Oh, I was 14. So, like... <laughs> But, you you were still quite hopeful, exactly, <laughs> right? And so now I uh, I guess uh, we want to move to Avatar two, which I thought was, you know, like a very bad movie, but uh, Julian loved it, and so we're gonna butt heads about it over and over again. I've wrote down a bunch of things that the Chapo boys fucking highlighted. Um, uh, first thing, the I Chapo want... bo- curse those Chapo boys, those Dude, fiends. The their audience is gotta be our audience and so we gotta parasite them it's the only way it's a, it's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship it's healthy right yeah we we bring them nothing uh no. true I, we're not helping um exposure hee <laughs> anyways they all were like really uh excited about how much money the movie had made and like for me, obviously, the movie was going to make tons of money, right? Like, Avatar mm. was like when Star Wars came out in 77. No matter how good Empire Strikes Back was, like, in theaters, it was going to do the best that year because of how good Star Wars 4 was, right? Yeah, like it had this... a head start. Exactly. Everyone who's everyone had seen it, everyone was wowed by it. It was all way ahead of its time, yada, yada. It, it provided an escape where you got to fight back against the injustices of the world. It's actually exactly the same, but yeah, Empire, when you put it that way, Empire Strikes Back is uh, a fantastic film, whereas this is three films, in my opinion, knitted together, kind of sloppily, and uh, so. But anyways, uh, the point that it's made two billion dollars or whatever, it's going to make two billion dollars. I don't know what the how much money it's made is is not a great point. And the Chapo uh-huh. guys talked about it for ten minutes out of an hour, 10. And twenty minutes. Yeah. We can beat that. No. Yeah, we can definitely talk about. That's billions of dollars for 11 minutes. Yeah, We're setting money so down. So much money. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, so, uh, and they also did this bit about how uh, 
like Jake Sully, the the main character, how they in this second movie they say uh, they're just showing him in his new avatar life on Pandora, right? And one of the sequences they highlighted was a uh, date night, right, where him and his wife were just flying around doing the most like cosmically spectacular things to just go <laughs> look at, right? Uh, and uh, they were like, you know, the whole point of Jake Sully is that he's kind of a moron, right? Like that anyone could be Jake Sully, right? And I just was like, no, you cannot, right? No one can be that guy. He's like uh, a Marine who loses his legs, goes back for more, and then becomes the leader of a, an insurgency of a, of a native tribe, right? Like mm-hmm. by rising up through their ranks of codes of honor and fucking prestige and things like that. It's just like, no, not everyone can do that, in fact. Like most, if not all people can do that, <laughs> cannot do that, sorry. But anyways, I found that a shitty talking point. <laughs> I think the point there was more that anyone can relate to him. Not necessarily that any, anyone could do that. Because you're right, without any military training, that's not happening. Yeah. It, it just feels crazy to me. And it's it's going to be undercut later when they're talking about the Sigourney Weaver character, right? And how fucking she's AWA Jesus. She's AWA Jesus and also, uh, what's her face? The Swedish uh, environmentalist, Greta Thunberg. Oh. Thunberg? Yeah, that's what she reminded me of. She's just kind of autistic. She really loves the environment. She may end up leading a fucking socialist revolt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have to see if the FBI gets after her. Uh, yeah, and uh, when Sigourney logs into the internet, she kind of just fucking has an epileptic seizure because of what she has to deal with on there. The the AY internet, not the... Uh... Not the dialogue. Yeah, anyways... Uh, they they barely co- commented. Sorry, actually, they did a bunch of minutes on how, how great the movie was about uh, focusing on teens. And okay. Oh yeah. At least one third. I'm gonna argue one third of the teens focused on in this movie was Sigourney Weaver, but it could be one sixth if you account the uh, the other chiefs' kids. But it, it it's one third in my opinion. One third of these teenagers is 80 years old. And they were like, it was such a great movie about teenagers. What do you got for that, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's still a teenager. That's just good acting, right? Yeah. Come on. Dude, when they modulated her voice into a memory of her talking to Sigourney Weaver, I was like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot for me, right? I was mm-hmm. like, I was totally in my suspension of disbelief phase. You know, like, you know, Sigourney Weaver, great actress. She can play a teenager. She's going to play her for throughout her whole life, right? She's going to be 40 years old by the time the fifth one comes out or whatever. Right. That's a, that's a good setup. And then she was talking to herself at 80 years old. I was like, why would you hammer me when I've already given you my hand of friendship, Jim? <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways, um, they did a uh, three minutes about the deceleration scene at, in the in the first movie of the film. So good. Uh, that was really well done. They were right. That I uh, I didn't appreciate that as much as I can at the time, and it's because I think uh, I was truly horrified by the uh, the flaming of the uh, the species. <laughs> it was a terrible. It was beautiful and terrible, like the true word of the, the true nature of the word terrible. When I say like terrifying and fucking spectacular and fantastic and all those things at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah really just uh i don't know that that like it it really just hammered at home how 
hey, here's this family. Here's a, here's the happy ending. Yee. And then the ships just come down and just trash everything. And that was only one ship that they showed of like the multitude that were landing on the planet. Yeah, it was like half a dozen maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when the Chapo guys started to mention Hegel first, and I'm, I'm going to do an extended bit about why Matt Kreisman needs to chill with the philosophies that aren't there sometimes, but we're going to get there later. Uh, they Right after the, uh, the deceleration scene that we all agree was beautiful, did you want to say things about that, Julian? Should I shut up for a second? Mm, no, I'm good. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, it's, there's nothing really to say, right? It was just gorgeous. It was just so well done, right? And, like, such a, a vicious image of humanity that, if, oh, they beat, like, the advanced boarding party? Fuck you, we're back, right? Like, uh, anyways, they, they do seven minutes, the Chapo guys, on uh, the colonel. I forget his name. Colonel Quadrich. Quid- colonel Quidditch. I'm going to call him Colonel sure. Quidditch. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Colonel Big Bitch. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, though. Who gets fucking ganked by arrows once and goes, well, I, I just have to make this my life's purpose. I'd, I'd immediately be like, well, maybe I should fucking reconsider because I lost a machine gun fight to arrows. Uh-huh. I don't know. But anyways, they do, uh, like, se- the chapel guys do, like, seven minutes on uh, the image of these operators and, like, how artistic they think it is and how they relate it to how they think Jim Cameron is commenting on the Americanization of Native tribes into their military hardware, like Apache uh, helicopters, Tomahawk missiles, things like that. And okay. I, yeah, I, you are right. That's speculative. Sorry, that, uh, not speculative, that trepidatious tone that you took with that dj is the right tone to take because jim cameron may be napoleon of filming he may be able to do everything at once but he's not fucking james joyce right he's not like an he's not leaving tidbits of information that have like 10 layers deep of them for like i i I referenced james joyce there because he's the writer of ulysses and when, when asked about his book one time he said there should be enough in there to keep uh, readers occupied forever. And uh, <laughs> I've read, I've read basically everything, right? Like that's not a, it's not a, a, a dab. I've read a lot of shit. Uh-huh. I, I uh, I've refused to read that book because of that line, right? Like anyone who like pretends that they can put that many references in is lying to you and lying to themselves right like you can't be that deep nobody's that deep james cameron had maybe two or three messages here right and sure he was mocking the operators and the operator image of america with the the oakley's that they mentioned a couple times and i thought that was a Mm -hmm. great bit but like he's not commenting on the indianization uh the uh the nativization of the military slang in the like capital in uh ingestation of the uh uh or the yeah the capitalistic ingestation of the brutal crimes of the past into the brutal crimes of the present right he's just not that bright there's just no way that he did that purposefully right it just happened to work that way and it's pretty cool but yeah. no okay when you say operators you're losing me here what do you mean by that Oh, sorry. An operator is a special forces person. It's like those oh. YouTube guys who are in the special forces and they just like do interviews with each other 
and talk about the war crimes they've committed. It's a real subculture on the internet. You should look at okay. it sometime. It's disgusting. Like just hundreds of thousands of followers of Americans being like, "You guys are just so great. You guys so thank you for your service." And it's just these like PTSD ridden fucking like pretty big guys who are obviously still doing juice and who are just talking about the war crimes they've committed. <laughs> like pretty gross. Oorah, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the uh, the oh the colonel coming back? I uh, I didn't hate so much. A lot of people online said that was a big like, why'd he come back? Fuck him! Like he's obviously gonna do a face turn. He's obviously gonna come back and be on the good side in the next couple movies. What I found was unacceptable was that the corporation would pay to have memory. Uh, a banks of his fucking gangster crew right like mm -hmm. that he had on pandora with him when they died like what use are those people really right they're just marines right just get more marines like that yeah. <laughs> had to be expensive to uh not only do that to their brains but then fly that chip back across space to do that yeah it seemed like a bad fucking plot point to me and also they uh they missed out, I guess on with the Colonel Quidditch bringing him back. They missed out on the the general being a really good villain. The general sounded like the Chapo Trap House's version of Hillary Clinton. You know, the, yeah. I can't do it. I my Hillary Clinton's terrible. Oh, oh, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's up there. I can't do it that high for that, con that consistent. But she's um. She would have been a great enemy because she was just like the banality of evil. She was just like, <laughs> she was, uh, she, she was just office. She was just fucking, she was Hillary Clinton. She was like, we can make things better. We're here to do the job. We're in it together. You know, like. Just uh -huh. because we're on Pandora doesn't mean we have to be blue. Exactly. Blue and red is just a phrasing. We're here to work together. And sure, there are some folks who are deplorables and beyond helping, but we must all together work for the mission and that was she would have been a, an amazing villain like a really good comment on like the liberals failure to address why trump came to power in the first place right we might like, see that, more of her she will be the next villain but it's too late now right like by the time the comment comes out trump may be president again for god's sakes like, <laughs> i guess that could happen Ugh. tugs at shirt collar okay yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say on that. Um, yeah, so the I just wanted to say again that the fucking immaculate conception of grace and the transferring of the uh, the main character from just an everyman marine who like makes a moral choice to lead an insurgency to the avatar, actually an actual avatar of this god. Is mm -hmm. it kind of makes the whole fantasy rebellion against the state kind of moot? You know what I mean? It feels moot. Like, what are we? Not none of us are the avatar of Awa, right? But we all feel the need to revolt against this capitalist system that is destroying the earth, right? But right. How how is that attainable with that with the message like that? It felt attainable coming out of Avatar One. It felt like a joke coming out of Avatar Two. Hmm. Too much water, maybe? <laughs> yeah, the whole movie's bloated. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of water weight. 
it did feel a little bloated. There's so many storylines going on. The fucking whales to me was like, Rocks. man, I, it, like it was great. Don't get me wrong. It it was good having the entire plot line of Free Willy in a in a movie, but uh, I did like come to love the whales, and they were. I don't know, they were just very empath- empathetic beings, and, like, everything about how they were hunted was so disgusting, right? And, like, mm-hmm. and for the, what it offered them in return was so, such a pittance, right? Like, such an, uh, an uh, unworthy object. Even Hillary Clinton had to be like, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and so it's just, a, just like, a, an inherently greedy thing, and... Like honestly, I'm not sure if I if I like it more the, the the fact that they didn't dwell on it at all. Like, yeah, these whales' brains have time juice in them. Great, and then they just completely stop talking about it. <laughs> if like that really reinforces how pathetic it is that they're that invested in it, that it's like, yeah, okay, it's there. Let's get it. Yeah. Or if that's just I don't know. Is it gonna come back? Oh yeah. Maybe should they have talked about it a little bit more? Probably. The Chapel Boys seem to think that the fifth one will end up back on Earth, and so the like the Navi are leading a revolt on uh, back to Earth. And I think they're <laughs> fucking crazy if they think the CIA was gonna let that happen. But uh, I mean, the... that's bonkers. That's a cool idea, but from the second movie, you know, from where we are now, that's that... a big leap. That might make it recoverable in my mind, because right now I'm just kind of lost as to the message of Avatar. Avatar 1 had a concise message. Avatar 2 shit all over that message, and, like, set up maybe some good plots in the future, right? Like, the uh, the Spider Kid and, and uh, Colonel Quadrich turning back to the good side and fucking Avatar Jesus, Awa Jesus, whatever. She could be cool if she dies for, like, the sins of everybody. I don't know. But... Yeah, she's got martyrdom written all over <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she could be Caesar as well. The epilepsy is one of those things, right? Jesus is related with epilepsy in a, a lot in pop culture. Even in uh, mov- the movies about him most recently. I think, mm-hmm. bo- I think both of them did. Uh, had him do a seizure of some kind. But, like... Caesar uh Caesar also had seizures. It could be like the sign of a a generalship. Oh, I hit my headphone. Fuck it. Um No, nah, she's got martyrdom written all over her. You're right. She's dead. Uh, <sighs> yep. Unfortunate, but uh see ya. See ya kid. You had a good <laughs> run. Got to wonder which movie it's going to happen in though. That'll be exciting. And then my last gripe about it, and then I'm I'm out of steam, Julian. I told you like we're not even at thirty two minutes, twenty four minutes. We're coming up to. Was yeah. the oh, uh, this is you though. You've been talking for like a solid fifteen. Julian's got a solid fifteen minute rebuttal lined up, right, Julian? Absolutely. And then I've got at least fifteen minutes of wishy washy middle ground garbage in me. Oh, Just kidding. God. I've got maybe like two. I kept we, putting. We can the... beat a dead horse. I yeah, we're putting we're the mic to you guys, but I was worried that you guys were just like nah. Nothing to say. It's like, oh, no, we, we want you to, to delve into your points and, and then come to a comfortable spot. No, no. I wanted to balance the points back and forth as we, as we came across them in the movie. But, you know. Oh, goodness. That's far too chaotic. 
whatever. Um, the last thing I really hated was the Polynesian culture thing. Like they did the oh, tongue out. The... Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just... You hate what, Julian? Julian, excuse me. You hate what? I hate, hate those... what? I hate the Polynesian. What the frick? I hated the Jacob. I'm sorry you had to hear that. I hated the representation of the Polynesian culture with the tongue out thing. Like that means that they're gonna eat their enemies and take their mana, right? Which is pretty cool. But like, they didn't do that. As soon as they won the battle, they fuck off. They fucked off. And in fact, the battle wasn't even won. They kind of just disappeared halfway through the battle. Colonel Quadrich still had the chief's daughter in harm's way, and him and his soldiers of flyfish gator things went away. Yeah. I thought about that. For no that. reason. I don't think it's much of a plot hole, really. Like, the battle is effectively over. That ship is sinking. The Sullys and Quatrich are not even visible anymore. Like, that's a battle won, in my yeah, opinion. But why are, yeah, but why aren't they staying to eat the mana out of their enemies? Then? Because like, they're they not were... literally Polynesians. <laughs> then why are they sticking their tongue out like that? It's just a nod. No, it's, it's, just... a, it, it's a racial fucking flattening. <laughs> Uh, you put your tongue out. You're committing to eating your enemies, in my opinion. <laughs> so every time, every time I blow raspberries at somebody, I'm, I'm gonna eat them. Yeah, I didn't see Hannibal Lecter do that once in the whole TV series. So hmm? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a like a token gesture. Yes. Well, it was, though. I think that's, there's nothing wrong with that, necessarily. I guess. You know? Like, I don't know. What do was, we, what do we, last thing. What do we think about these rumors with these Ash people before you guys get to your serious bits? The, I heard the next movie is, uh, is going to be with the Fire Navi. Like, how is Avatar the Airbender not just, like, absolutely <laughs> livid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, Nickelodeon has as much punching power as it used to. Mm -hmm. They should definitely sue. (laughs) I think they tried, didn't they, back at the first one? Yeah, now they should try again. They got more ammo. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know about that rumor. I'm curious as to where they heard it. This is the first time I'm hearing of anything, so... it's only a rumor uh, from what I've heard. And to me, it's one of those just so rumors, right? Like, yeah. no way it's true. Yeah, I personally hope they don't have to go through all five different Why would he rip off the thing that he's like but a synonym they do, with? Right. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do light. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess it's interesting to see how magic does light. Because it has nothing to do with light, but here we are. Yeah, we we can hear you, Jacob. You're you're, you're present in our office. We can hear you. Yeah. Despite it all. But it, despite everything that Charles is trying to to to, to thwart us with, we yep. can still hear you. Yeah. Well, it appears he can't hear us. He's making the kind of my headphones aren't working gesture through the plexiglass. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah, those boys, those boys from Right Gaze, back at it again. Again, I know. We gave them those such, no good necks. We gave them such strong words in this still. Yeah, that letter we left them on that really nice stationery. Yeah, 
It was full of so many, yeah, so many harsh words and tart reprimands. Yeah. Oh, oh, doth doth my ears deceive me? Comrade Jacob. Could that be Flanagan himself? All systems repaired. I'm not cropping this. Well, Julian, I feel like now is as good a time of any to uh, dive right in to 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 your to your take. Okay. Well, I was kind of more prepared to lead a conversation on a couple of key phrases that stuck with me during the movie. Um, uh huh. Since he's now playing Hearts of Iron Four. <laughs> he well, he's really sick of us. Eh? Do you get that notification as well? Yeah, it's coming up. I it might might be something with his connection. Maybe not so much the audio. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like maybe it was running in the background and he reset something. Yeah, Steam might be restarting due to connectivity issues. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll excuse that. Um, I'll, uh, I'll recap these, I guess, when Jacob's able to hear us again. But Sure. There were a couple of really... I've got three on the mind right now. A okay. couple of really prescient lines that I... That like really struck me. They they captured the moment perfectly. I bet it's uh-huh. they gave really something great. to relate to perfectly. If you if you say one of my most hated lines from that film, <laughs> I I have to admit I'm going to hit you. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we could talk about why you hate it. Maybe. Sure. Maybe we I'm letting you know that, that you should prepare a, a a bonk sound bite. Oh. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let you know. Are you brandishing a baseball bat? I was thinking of a toy hammer. Hmm. Maybe sledge? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to kill you. I just want to hit you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll. I'll uh, yeah, I've got something here. Take it into consideration. Take it in stride. Yes. Uh, all right. So the first, the first line that really stuck with me, and I'll try to do these in chronological order here. Mm-hmm. Was when you know the Sullys are getting to the water people. Right. And you know, you have they have to learn their customs. Right. And yep. the the leader, I forget his name, of the water people. Me too. Was like you you know, you have to teach them how we do things so that they don't feel the shame of being useless. Yeah. Mhm. Jacob? <laughs> what? It's Protestant ethic through everything you're back okay excellent yeah so i don't know if you heard everything i said but i'm just gonna go over some of the key phrases and why i think they're great but uh that one i love because not so much for the protestant work ethic because i mean that is one way to look at it i suppose but more Mm -hmm. there are so many people today that feel that shame of being useless like disabled people probably mm-hmm. the biggest uh, uh demographic for that disabled people disabled people aren't useless no but, but they they may feel that shame is what yeah. i'm getting at yeah especially with our culture uh glorifying work the way it does with the Protestant work ethic right um but there's also a lot of people that work just shitty jobs and they know that they're not contributing anything meaningful to society you know, they sense their own uselessness in that capacity, and it eats mm-hmm. them from the inside out. It's a really shitty place to be in. Yeah. Right. I don't know. 
I didn't see it as that deep a line. No, I mean, that's fair enough. I think it was in the in the Chapo review. I think they referred to it as just like well, the restart button. You got to learn. You got to do the learning phase again. That was basically it for me. You got to replay the tutorial. Yeah. Exactly. You got to do the Ekron sequence from the last movie, only with the fucking dolphin and then with the gator fish. In fact, and while you're doing that, we're going to redo the actual Ekron sequence with the Colonel and his buddies. Like, almost a shot for shot remake of the Ekron sequence. But anyways. What is the Ekron sequence? Where you go up the Hallelujah Mountains. You know, call up all those vines and then take down a fucking pterodactyl and make him your bitch. Ah, the uh, animal connecting thing. Yeah. That, that that definitely had a word and it, you're right, it, it was sort of Zahelu, a ceremony like kind of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> Resident Avatar specialist here. Mm-hmm. I just... It's a lore. I, it's a history. It just sticks on my mind like I can't help it. It's like a little, like a little parasite. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Coming full circle here. Um, <laughs> so, Julian, uh, why why did you feel that line was so important? I I felt like Cameron was looking right at the audience there, full of people who you know are kind of just watching apocalypse unfold. Right. It's looking you right in the eyes and saying, you know, if you feel ashamed, maybe you better start moving your hands and feet and make yourself feel more useful in some capacity. Maybe that's it. Okay, and what, and what, what would that be then? What is he trying to say from that? Learn to ride a horse and shoot, and so you can be a part of the rebellion. I think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, it's going to vary okay. from person to person. Everybody's going to have their own individual response to that, but. I don't know. That was like I said. These are just a couple of the lines that, you know, really kind of hit me with some extra weight. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Valid. Yeah. Um, and I will solicit let's... at the end to see if there's any lines that hit you guys the same way, good or bad. Sure. But I'll um, push through the let... other two first. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's hear line number two here. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. The uh, the second one that really got me was from Ahab, <laughs> our whaler guy. Okay. Yeah. Ahab. yeah pretty much Ahab is. pretty much right when we meet him he says well if you can't get out of it get into it and i thought yeah that is the perfect summary summary of a psychopath in your position i love that yeah this guy also, realized that he couldn't get away from the horrors of extractive capitalism so he thought all right i'm gonna become a captain of a whaling ship and wear crazy shirts as i participate <laughs> in this destruction he got into it he really, really got into it. He really did, yeah. There was there was almost like a character switch got turned on. Like he oh, we suddenly need crazy whaler character. Boop. Mm-hmm. Like he was just some dude and then they went, No, wait a second, we need you to be nuttier than this. Yeah. On on every ship they ape the uh the U boat dynamic, which is the captain and the chief mechanic and their mm-hmm. their uh you know, their deliberations between each other. And right. the uh, Ahab and the scientist who drank until the he was granted the glorious death that he so sought, they were like the perfect capitalist spoof of that interaction, right? Like, well, you yes. can't do that. You can do this, right? Like, the the captain was doing whatever he wanted, and for the 
ruthless pursu- uh, pursuit of profit, and basically all mm-hmm. the chief mechanic was able to say was, I drink. <laughs> yep. And yeah. That, that was actually the third line that really hit me. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, if if you can't get out of it and you can't get into it, then just you pick your poison and cope as hard as you can, as hard as you need to, to live he with was, the actions that you're taking. He was one of the most morally reprehensible characters there, right? Like the scientist, because he's woke. He understands. He's not Jake uh-huh. Sully, right? He doesn't say oorah. He can never say oorah. He can't believe it. Yep. But he, he is still doing more than any Marine could ever do for imperialism, right? Yep. He's the most morally black character there is. Yeah, which I loved. So so are we all we all agree then that the whaling ship crew is just a is just an in for, you know, liberal minded people as at a whole. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, I would say so. Just the, complacent in the things that are going on, and if they can't get out of it, well, we might as well get into it. it yeah. No, it's an actual manifestation of the most horrid liberal uh, industry on Earth, which is, you know, the allowance of the Japanese and the Norwegians to whale continuously. Mm-hmm. It, it, that, it is horrid. Whales are near intelligence with us, right? In the movie, they're uh, presented as many times more intelligent. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be that way. Like, just near intelligence is good enough for me to be disgusted with uh, whaling practices, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, the uh, the making of that into the Pandoricization of it is to allow that greater critique of the, the liberal system at large, which is made manifest through that dual fucking uh, relationship between Ahab and science dick. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's a very similar dynamic in the first movie where they have Sigourney Weaver doing science bullshit and... Uh, it's more... Uh, what's it called? It's more ephemeral there, right? Like, she's like... She she doesn't have to see it, right? He's, like, actively participating in the hunting of this species that he's so fascinated by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she watched a couple of Navi get gunned down in her schoolhouse, though, didn't oh, she? Right, the schoolhouse got cut from Which, the Which, uh, yeah, the is release. not in the Disney cut. If you watch the Disney cut, you have to go find the director's cut. The director's Oops. cut is incredibly better. There was no director's cut shit like that first one, too. Another gripe I had, you know, that real hard-hitting shit, children fucking getting killed like the the interpretation of earth that's just like disgusting and metallic and oiled yeah i have to wonder if that was the edited version that we got if there's a director's cut coming or if that was it oh i hope there's a director's cut and i hope he puts the guns back in it i heard he took out 10 minutes of guns because he was so disgusted by the news recently Hmm. yeah uh, i would have enjoyed guns as well the uh there was a, a sequence in the beginning in the first movie of the film when they were still forest navi, and they there was a sequence where the machine gun laid down suppressing fire into the camera, and it was incredible. It was it was a delicious movie going prospect. That fucking three seconds of oh yeah, I don't just know. from an effects standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the fact that you're the one being shot too, I guess that yeah is a change. You, like I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, um, no, I just a little tidbit. I was hoping to see more sci-fi human technology in this movie, and I was so thrilled. I was not disappointed at all. The crab 
uh, mechs. Other than that, I thought everything else was fucking meh. Oh, the crab mechs and then the the uh, the ant droids. Those are pretty cool too. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Love those things. What What would you say your highlight would be, Julian? For the tech. Yeah. Oh man. Well, watching the ships come out of orbit and like drop stuff on the planet. Love that. Okay. Because I wanted to know what they were gonna do as like their original landing. The uh, the whaling ship, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hydroplane. Oh yeah. Fucking pretty dope. Yeah, that was excellent. I thought it was I thought it was dumb that it flew after it did that amazing hydroplaning, but whatever. Well, that's uh. That's why like, would it? Why would it need to fly if it can hydroplane like that? It's slightly faster, I think. To it's do ground effect, ba- barely noticeably faster, I would bet. Eh, who knows? I'm not. What if the waters are too choppy? Yeah, that's a be. good point. Yeah. What if there's a mountain in the way? <laughs> you know how much more expensive it would be to make a hydroplaning ship, like just so much. Like, forget a ship that's a, a plane. That's that sounds expensive, but a hydroplaning ship that's a plane, Jesus Christ, that sounds like such a extravagant waste of money. Yeah. Something else, though. Yep. You wouldn't be able to uh, detect it if you're a whale and it's flying. That's true. Much harder to detect, at least. But no, other pieces of tech. We get a really nice uh, shot of the base perimeter, Iron Bridge Town or whatever. You see, there's very large guns and a very large wall. And I really hope Uh to see those in action in the next movie. Auto cannons? Yes. Do Do you hope to see them crumbling? Uh, well, I'll leave that up to James Cameron. I hope to see right. them firing the Rheinmetall's uh, ahead air defense burst round, which is a tungsten core that spins really fast, and then a bunch of dots that are also tungsten fire off it and make huh. a little conical storm around it with that big tungsten bolt in the middle. My favorite round oh. of ammunition. <laughs> that sounds awful. It does, it does. Just recently invented by the Germans. Yeah. Was, warum? <laughs> Was ist los? Mein Gott. This is nicht gut. <laughs> they, uh, I read in the news recently that the Germans have no ammunition and it's a big problem. So they were like, well, we just make new ammunition. It is better. <laughs> <laughs> With all that tungsten they've got. Yes. That's true. The Swedes have all the tungsten. They're great. I don't know. Anyway. So so the third line, Julian, was the one by Mr. Science Man. Yeah, just the really subtle, okay. that's why I drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, okay. oh, man, fucking nail on the head. That's why we all drink, dude. That's, that's perfect. Well, I mean... We, we we had we had a couple little drinks on New Year's. We, we were doing that too. Loaded on New Year's. That well, was we so were much fun. we were having fun, right? Yeah, I can't wait till that shirt comes in. Oh yeah, God! I should have tried harder to stop you. That was such a bad choice. TKO from Jackbox Games. Go play it and make your own shirts. Yeah, make them Shout good, out. and then hate all of your friends for voting for the bad shirts. This episode of Left Look is brought to you by Jackbox Games. Go buy a shirt. Jackbox. Sued. Jackbox um, games. <laughs> so, DJ, what are you gonna say, Jacob? Where did you actually come down on this movie, good or bad? Wait, can I guess? Me? Yeah. I feel like yeah, sure, DJ registered registered it as just a movie. 
Like a pretty one, yeah. Yeah, pretty for sure. Like a really pretty movie. Uh, okay, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll do what Julian did. And I'll start with the line that made me really upset. <laughs> is when he, honest to goodness, said, as an actual line in the film, Sully stick together. Yeah. I retched. I retched in the theater. I rolled my eyes. I wanted to leave at that moment. I'm not going to lie. The, like, and the people were fucking commenting on who were commenting on this movie would defend that. They'd be like, that just shows that he's an idiot and how we can all be Jake Sully. And it's like, he's not Jesus, you know? We're not all fucking... He's, we're not all special. And why does the special guy have to be a moron? Yeah, and I, like... Not even that they're a moron, but it's that it's just such an American yeah. action movie line. Yeah. To to I don't know any nuance, any subtlety Jake had, just was ground to a pulp in the first fifteen minutes of that film. <laughs> yeah. Just he became I gotta be the action the action hero family man now. That is my trope. I will not have any depth past that. In the last movie, he was the avatar of Awa, and in this movie, he's just like the avatar of action heroes. Yeah, and uh, man, I don't know. I, I give a lot of props to the first movie for having a lot of uh, screen time for for somebody who is physically impaired. You know, yeah, like dang, that that's gutsy, and I really love the. Uh, the the message that sends out like oh here's a dude being a hero who's you know maybe isn't the same physically as everyone else but he's still out there doing crazy things and then you know that that i don't know they didn't even touch on it they didn't even there wasn't even a throwaway line about like haha i love walking <laughs> nothing just just there was this there was in you know maybe i'm being too hard on the first act of the film but there was such there was such like a, a crammed in focus on the family that was very just tactless right just shallow it, it just left a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the film uh yeah you have a, you have a great line you're gonna follow that up with a great line uh oh man while you think um, about that, I'm going to expose a new plot hole that I thought of while I was thinking about this movie that was not sure. mentioned on the show. Uh, we all know who Norm is, if I say Norm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Norm, Norm is the geeky scientist from the first one who hates Jake for being such a Chad. Okay. Um, he is killed. His avatar is killed in the first one. I don't know if you remember that. Right, yeah. But his, he just has an avatar in the second one. And I, I, I reasoned it away in the theaters. I was like, they could have grown him a new one. But I was uh -huh. rethinking it about uh, about it tonight, and they didn't grow one for that scientist man who was there with them. There's two scientists. Sorry, there's a scientist Max? in the lab. Yeah, that guy. He never gets an avatar, but they regrew Norman Avatar. He lost an avatar, and he just gets a new one. And they probably have the stem uh, cells on file. Sus as fuck. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Uh... Like, someone should have been in the consistency booth. Like, Norm's <laughs> got to be a human, right? Like, he died. You killed him, James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, what, that was during the whole healing scene, right? 
that no, he just comes in with the avatar body. Yes, yes. Yeah, but and, he's also in the beginning in the first 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I didn't put it together and I also just went, "Wait a minute. Who are these yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> like how did they get here again? Wait, where have they been? What have they been doing? Excuse me? There was just so much air around like the things that had happened in the like, you know, they gave that it's been one year thing. Mm-hmm. And the, they were just like, "Okay, there's been a year." Like everything that happens, it's been a year. That's your that's your explanation. Like okay, well, uh, all right, it's been a year. Uh, I guess in that year, uh, the, the 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 world exploded and fused back together, and everything's the exact same. But it's been a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was just one year just, since humans returning, right? Yeah, but you know, there's there's all this. You know, where did those people go? There's 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 just all this logic that trickles down from the explanation. You know, the reason is it's been a year. Yeah. Okay. What happened in that year? I kind of want to know. I wouldn't mind knowing. No, I think that year's pretty empty, right? They're they're leading their insurgent. They're fucking shooting at him from flying. Okay. Well, is it though? The, because what? because when that scene came and they're in the caves, I was so freaking lost. <laughs> I had no. I was like, "What? What happened? The ships get. Why are they in caves? They're why are they in caves? Insurgency, you know. It's well, like, yeah, that becomes apparent after the fact. Yeah, I but it, not during the fact. I don't know, man. I was pretty I lost. There was up, a lot of stuff. I thought if you were up on your lore, that obviously they would hide out in the Hallelujah Mountains because their their telemetry and their tracking equipment doesn't work up there. It's from the first movie. I thought that was fine, but yeah. I had something else. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For for a casual viewer like myself, it there was a lot of airspace, and uh, boy, my brain could not fill it. Granted, my my brain isn't that powerful, but uh, here we oh, are. Oh, stop it, you! Yeah. Um, greatest line. Uh. The part where the one teenager tricks the other one into making dumb fish noises. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I hated how they all had Zoomer head haircuts. You know, the fucking the Gen Z haircuts. The, yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. They were just they were. It was just hair. That felt a little bit like the indigenous tribes that I'm asking you to rise up with are in fact the inner city peoples that you see around you. It, was, it felt a little weird like that. You know what I mean, it felt like James Cameron was being a little racist. And in fact, the whole project felt like an undercut of the, of the first project because of just the, the way the system is in reality, right? Like why was Kate Winslet the avatar fucking other chief's wife, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that she is a manifestation of the James Cameron film empire. You can make right. a very persuasive argument that Sigourney Weaver's only there because of similar fucking relations, right? The whole yeah. network of people involved, in fact, undercuts the message, the, the promise, the fantasy that Avatar 1 sells you, which is that you can revolt, you can escape, and there's not. Even James Cameron, the man who can will to power, the Napoleon of film, who knows every layer of how to do everything in a film, even he cannot escape the power structures that 
define our lives. Yeah, and also, what the crap? No native actors? That's <laughs> no Polynesians. And The Rock Johnson is out there, right? Like, you could have easily got a Polynesian. God, <laughs> God imagine Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie. Uh, honestly, you know I would have bought it. I would have bought been, it. That would have been much better. I'm on board with he, that. No, he comes in and it just does the Maui character from Moana. Yep. I, I'd buy it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, me I, too. I totally would. They and then you the watch him spear sequence. somebody. Shiny. Oh, Shiny is my favorite song. From <laughs> just uh, anyways, here's our segue into our uh, Moana review, everyone. Actually, I was going to uh, jump into a new movie at the end of this, and uh, it's because I saw a movie recently, and it's Matilda on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It was the most subversive, most revolutionary, most liberatory movie I've seen in your years. It is, without a doubt, the greatest piece of film I've seen in years. I, I recommend everyone go watch it. It is a perfect manifestation of Rodal's fucking ability to use fantasy to accentuate uh his points right mm -hmm. like nobody is as smart as matilda obviously right nobody can uh, move shit with their minds it's supposed right. to be it but nobody has it as bad as matilda and nobody else uh and you can do the same things matilda is doing don't trust anybody else read your books you know become uh, stronger on your own and try and help others that, mm -hmm. that it's such a great message it's so uh, individually liberating like Avatar 1 was whereas this feels like a smothering Avatar 2 like Jesus might save you Greta Thunberg might save you but otherwise shut the fuck up and watch my movie twice or three times yeah. well if you say so Julian let's go yeah I'll probably catch up one more time in theaters <laughs> told you um, what's his face I said Will saw it on shrooms right it's just Great the entertainment idea. of it. Yeah, that's to me, I, my favorite film of all time is Lawrence of Arabia. And every time I watch it, I make sure I'm sober as a stone. I fucking love that film. Sorry, is Matilda the one where the fat kid eats the entire chocolate cake at once? Yes, sir. That's the 95 version. And uh, there, it also happens in the new 2022 version. But Oh, I see. It was redone. Yeah, I was about to ask because I thought you had mentioned it was a sequel. But it is a remake? Complete remake uh, ah. and musical. Ooh. Oh, how fun. Whimsical and fun. It is. Who, uh, somebody kind of important plays uh, the. Yeah, Emma Thompson Hugh plays Jack? the, That's uh, it. the oh. principal. And she is uh, the mom from, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Divorce Movie with fucking Lindsay Lohan in it. Freaky, uh, Freaky Friday? No, the divorce one when she's a kid. Oh. Of course. Uh, parent Trap. Ah. Anyways, or uh, she's also Professor Trelawney from the Harry Potter series. Oh, the one with the big glasses? Yes, sir. Ah, crazy. She, she's actually a very storied actress, but she puts on a phenomenal performance. And um, it is such a comment on our age and the authoritarian uh, age that we are entering. Mm -hmm. It is only going to heighten and how that you must individually rebel against it and that you know, hold out hope, and hope is the candle of humanity. Such a well-done, liberating movie, whereas Avatar 2 was a soulless cash grab, and I'm sure there's a AAA game related that's coming out. <laughs> Are you still jaded about that? Come on, man. Dude, it's it been was... years. <laughs> Ten years. I'll, I'll never let it go. <laughs> All right. That's fair. All right. Um, 
We've five minutes. I was minutes. just about to ask. Uh, oh no, I wasn't about to ask. I was gonna say, yeah, that's great. It's on Netflix because, um, yeah, Netflix is such a you know bastion for hope and yes, <laughs> uh, instilling values that require us to be giving and thoughtful and caring. There can be art despite the medium, DJ. You fucking there- cynic. There absolutely can be. I'm just saying it might not be there for long. So, uh, you know, hop on it while it's good. I guarantee uh, when you watch it, DJ, that you find it just exhilarating. Like the the books that she mentions that she's reading, the way mm-hmm. that they present the uh, the the kids' learning environment, like it's and the the very row doll aspect of it that it's like fantastical in the truest sense of that word like mm-hmm. imaginary dreamlike you know what i mean like whimsical exactly julian going to check my definitions <laughs> uh, who the fuck is rodal oh the guy uh, who wrote Ch- Willy the Walk big friendly the giant and yeah. uh he wrote james and the giant peach too didn't he yeah i think so he wrote basically everything that children associate with <laughs> yeah, like every children novel you read throughout elementary school. I yeah. See. Well, Famous I won't be watching Semite, I'm pretty sure. I won't too. be watching it cuz I thought Matilda was stupid. Girl that likes books, don't care. The fat kid eating cake was the only character I related to. He's a star in this film. There's Is he? his name. Yeah, his name's Bruce and uh he's a kid in a fat suit and he uh has his own solo and then his own solo uh, break dance. He's an Ooh. incredible little talent, that kid. Uh, right, good on him. Then, perhaps. Yeah. I guarantee you'd, you'd love it. Well, I do remember enjoying the the old movie. I almost said the VHS version. The older <laughs> film. Yeah, uh, no, quite that, fondly. That was one of my child, childhood movies. I thought it was incredible. I was very uh, suspicious of this movie, in fact, because I thought that mm-hmm. one was so good. It had Danny DeVito in it, for God's sake. Ah. Yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah, and uh, no, this one blows it away, in my opinion. Huh. Well, you heard it here, folks. Instead of Avatar 2. Matilda um, 2. Matilda. Matilda 2022. And then, I, guess, I don't know, I guess you can go watch Avatar and form your own opinions, but <laughs> you're not going to do that. <laughs> no, they've probably you already seen to it. Us. I'm kidding. <laughs> True. You're, they're probably... You better... Everyone, go to Podbean... Type out your comments on how bad our takes are. Okay, don't forget. Podbean comment section. We're waiting. YouTube or YouTube, I think. Oh, YouTube. That's so easy. Okay, on YouTube too. (laughs) On YouTube too. Wherever you you find commenting most. Here's one one more idea to carry us through the final minute. Okay. What if we redid Parent Trap, but it's about catching groomers? Groomer Trap? Well, I'd still call it Parent Trap. Okay. Republican Trap. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe we don't have to call it Parent Trap. Well, it doesn't make any sense if it's about groomers. The parent is grooming their child? Yeah. That's, like, worse than Pygmalion. Who? Yeah, you should read more. No. <laughs> Would Lindsay Lohan still be in it? Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, but CGI'd to be a child. again. Oh, I don't like that. Back to the Mickey Mouse like Club that. for her. Oh, no. I don't like that. I'm pretty sure the Mickey Mouse Club is all done in, like, weird, cheap 
uh, claymation CGI anymore. <laughs> Man, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is like one of the CIA ops. Like so many fucking vapid, terrible people have come out of that. What's his uh-huh. name? The two brothers who are fighters now, Jake and Logan Paul. Those are veterans oh. of that. Did you know uh, what's his face? The the conservative fucking speaker, big guy, Mitch uh, McConnell. No fucking, I'm gonna lose his fucking name. He was a, he was the voice of the brain on fucking Arthur. I'm gonna look. Oh, uh, yeah, I got nothing there. Joe Rogan. He's a Joe Rogan esque but younger guy. I'm gonna look for him. Fuck it. You guys can just wait Andrew for that Taint. Next. No, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm. Mm. All right. Um, great week, everybody. Summer is coming. Yeah. Uh, hold out till next episode for that for that mention we're Steven gonna find crowder steven crowder. there you go good job you waited for it thanks for <laughs> coming bye-bye nice